0: Hey guys, it's Denver here, and welcome to another episode of my podcast. Today I wanna talk about eating towards your goals, and essentially the differences with nutrition depending on your specific goals. Some people have very uh, extraordinary goals, I guess you could say, that do require a whole lot more micromanagement, uh, you know, ensuring that more things are completed each day uh, and ticked off. And then other people have uh, goals that are a little bit more generalized, and they're looking for you know simple nutrition improvements to achieve specific goals. So the first thing I want to talk about is obviously general fat loss. Now it's well known very well known and documented that in order to achieve fat loss we have to have caloric control or controlling or caloric restriction meaning a calorie deficit and we also have to weight train, and eat enough protein. So those three things are going to ensure that we maintain the muscle that we have through the weight training, we maintain the muscle that we have through the protein consumption, but we also lose body weight, total body weight, most of that coming from body fat by being in a calorie deficit coupled with the high protein and the weight training. If you are in a calorie deficit, so you're restricting your food intake, but you're not doing weight training and you're not eating enough protein, you can lose some muscle mass at the same time and you might become a smaller version of your current self which is never really anyone's goal um so let's keep that in mind keep your protein up weight train and be in a calorie deficit now when it comes to micromanaging things for general fat loss you don't have to track and uh, have a, a goal i guess when it comes to your carbohydrates and your fat Uh, You don't have to micromanage and think, okay, I need to have this much monounsaturated fat today and this much polyunsaturated fat and this much saturated fat and this much uh, leucine or anything like that. You don't have to really stress about these things. Essentially, just focus on the big rocks, which is protein, weight training, and a calorie deficit, and you will see fat loss. You will see some improvements. If you're not seeing the results that you expect, probably you're not tracking your food properly or as a result of eating less, your body is actually making you move less as well because it's looking to maintain your current body weight. So we have to remember that there's a few things that come into play here. So we don't just look to restrict our food um, and that's kind of it. We have to think, we have to realize that as you pull your food down, your body will have less desire to move. Therefore, you're burning fewer calories across the day. So we have to keep that in mind by obviously tracking your steps to help to offset that a bit, or we have to ensure that we maintain our normal standard output, meaning we move just as much as we normally would when we're looking to pull that food intake back. So that's very important because sometimes people will say, hey, I'm in a calorie deficit. You know, it's not, I'm not losing weight. It's not working. Yeah, because you're sitting on the couch throughout the whole weekend or after work because you're so tired because you're not getting enough energy coming in or you're tired from your weight training sessions as well so keep that in mind as well energy output is just as important as energy input and ultimately general fat loss high protein weight training and calorie deficit if you have some days that are higher carbs less fat totally fine some days are higher fat less carbs again totally fine but try to keep your calorie intake very similar day to day so then by the end of the week you are you know that you're in that deficit that you're aiming for and there's no real stress around that now if your goal is general health improvement Rather than you know fat loss, then we can't get around the fact that dropping some body fat is going to improve your general health. So, if you're someone who's you know heavily overweight right now, carrying a large amount of body fat, and you said to me, "Hey, I need to improve my overall health. What foods should I eat?" I would be looking at obviously giving you some suggestions around that, but clearly I would say, "Okay, let's as as a priority focus on fat loss." Right. So again, we'd be focusing on the general fat loss aspects. Uh, you know because we do need to get to a healthy body fat percentage to improve your overall health and then we would look at including a wide variety of fruits and vegetables getting in whole grains getting in enough uh, fiber as well every day and staying hydrated so the simple basics around improving your health through nutrition is going to be obviously eating enough protein as we always want to getting in I would say personally i like to encourage my clients to have either a fruit or a vegetable with every meal that they consume and that's actually very easy to do so every time you have a meal across the day just if you think about it for yourself you might realize hey you know what i actually almost already do that if there's a you know a meat or high protein lunch or dinner then you're probably going to have vegetables with that. If there's a snack, you might have some fruit with that, or you should have some fruit with that. And having that as a general guideline is going to increase your vitamin and mineral intake. It's going to increase your fiber intake. It's going to make you feel fuller as well. And it's going to improve your overall health. Uh, so that's like general health improvement. So as a key uh, component, get your body fat to a healthy level. That doesn't mean get shredded. doesn't mean, you know, have crazy abs or anything, but overall get to a healthy body fat percentage. You can look that up on any resource to find the right uh, you know, happy medium for that. I don't wanna give any numbers out here, just figure it out. Ideally, you wanna see your waist getting smaller. That's a great indicator of fat loss and getting your body to a healthier state. Now, if your goal is like sports performance, right? So you're looking to improve your sports. I know personally for myself, like sometimes I'll play some team sports, and I'll find myself sweating a lot more, right? So when it comes to sports performance, we wanna think about obviously adequate calories, so getting in enough energy to fuel that training, typically eating in a small calorie surplus or eating at maintenance at minimum if you need to, and then very heavily focus on your hydration and your electrolyte balance. So for me personally, I like to have things like Staminade, which is similar to Powerade or Gatorade with a better electrolyte uh, profile, better ingredients Uh, it's like kind of like the full spectrum of electrolytes having that whilst i'm training will help to obviously get those uh, electrolytes back in replenish them and also increase my hydration through you know liquid nutrition so sports performance is like you don't have to get too deep into that it's really about adequate hydration which is the biggest one because people become dehydrated very easily without realizing it and then adequate total calories Uh, again when we think about sports performance, we're thinking about that on top of general health improvements and on top of like general fat loss, I guess, uh, where we are focusing on always, you know, good sources of protein, fruits and vegetables, plants, whole grains, uh, things like that. But I find with sports performance, it really comes down to hydration, eating foods that actually digest well for you, and ensuring that you are eating enough calories each day and not falling short with that. In addition, I will probably add that alcohol is going to hinder your sports performance or sporting performance. So you want to keep that in mind as well, uh, particularly after training. I would definitely minimize alcohol intake post workout or post training cycle or whatever it might be post, uh, you know, sporting event. Uh, as there are some implications around that in regards to recovery and uh, you know your overall health. We all know alcohol is never really going to be an ideal thing that we bring into. Um, our, our lifestyle as a constant that we want to you know have every single day uh, but you know I, I guess there is an argument that some alcohol at some stages or some alcohol uh, on a low to moderate intake is okay and some people say it might actually be beneficial in some ways but from a sporting performance perspective we want to keep alcohol right out. Now what if you are like a competitive bodybuilder or you're desire is to get on stage as a physique competitor, a bikini model, or you know, a fitness model, or something like that. This is when we want to start thinking about micromanaging things, getting in enough protein. Obviously, again, uh, if our goal is fat loss in that endeavor to get on stage, which it typically is, then we have to ensure that we're in a calorie deficit. And we also want to ensure that we are tracking more things, more factors. So we are tracking your carbohydrates. We are tracking your fat intake as well. We are leaning towards healthier foods uh, foods that digest well for you, uh, we are tracking your scale weight more consistently as well and visually tracking all these markers, and your sleep, all these other things, but right now we're talking about just food or nutrition in general, so I want to keep the, the focus there. If you are competing or looking to compete, then I want you to track, or I would personally have you track, your protein, your carbohydrates and fat uh, with specific targets for each macronutrient because it becomes a little bit more important in this endeavor to do so and some of the reasons are or include the fact that if you do have more carbohydrates on some days than others, Uh, you may retain a little bit more uh, fluid weight associated with that carbohydrate, which could then shift your scale weight and have you a little bit confused if your weigh-ins are high and low uh, because of the, the changes, I guess, in your macronutrient intake, also the changes in your food intake as well. Some foods weigh more than others. They take longer to digest than others. And that can also shift your total body weight, which, if I just go off track a little bit, it's comprised of uh, you know, obviously your lean tissue, your fat tissue, um, but also your fat mass, but also your fluid and also the food weight in your gut as well. So there's a few things that come into play when it comes to your total body weight. And if you are a competitive physique athlete looking to see improvements over time, we wanna minimize variables and keep things very consistent and rigid. That way we will see reductions in the scale, we will see improvements uh, visually in the mirror or in your photos and you will actually be a little bit more confident in the approach. Um, So that is why we tend to look for those, you know, tracking as many variables as we can. We also want to make sure that we're still keeping your overall health in mind as well. We're not just, you know, uh, disregarding the fact that you do need to have a certain amount of dietary fat each day for different processes in the body, and we're not looking to go zero carb or anything like that. So we don't want to have any extremes and uh, competing in bodybuilding or physique events is an extreme in itself. So having things that are very structured and rigid in that regard, I feel for a competitive athlete in uh, the physique realm, is the right approach and the best approach. Now, what if you're an off-season bodybuilder or you're looking to make some gains? Well, if you're in that position, we are looking to obviously eat in a calorie surplus. So not trying to maintain extremely low levels of body fat, but also not getting crazy high. So as a male, I like to say, try not to get over 15% body fat, even in the gaining phase, because when you do come to, I guess, lose that body fat later on, you're going to have to either take more time to achieve that, um, diet more aggressively later on in your prep, um, and just not have a really good time. I've done that personally myself. Uh, Many, many, many years ago, I uh, followed a meal plan, which was structured for me, which was... uh, I was having like around 5,500 calories per day, right? So over 5,000 calories per day. And it was extremely taxing on my body to try to consume that much food every day. Um, I was always sluggish. I was always very full. Uh, Training performance was decent for the most part. I did have obviously a lot of energy coming in, but I gained a whole lot of weight. I was 105 kilos, the heaviest I've ever been. Someone that's 5 foot 10 at 105 kilos You look look like a nugget, right? I had a moon face. It wasn't a good time. Uh, I saw the benefits in regards to the gaining phase and thinking I would be focusing on maximizing muscle gain in that process, but when I had to actually go to lose body fat, I recall dieting for 12 weeks in a deficit to then pretty much just get to where I was before, that excessive gaining phase and realizing, you know what? I actually never look great over 100 kilos and I'm never going to be that again because all I all that actually resulted in is me having to diet for longer and harder just to get my just to get to my usual healthy looking self. So if you are tracking your metrics in regards to body fat percentage Uh, then around 15% is the top end that I like to see. If anyone comes to me at 15% body fat and they tell me they want to build muscle, I feel like we should focus on a little bit of fat loss, refinement, improving their nutrition, improving their training protocols, seeing what comes from that first, and then saying, okay, you know what, let's focus on muscle gain. So keep that in mind as an off-season bodybuilder, being in a calorie surplus is key for growth and maximizing your performance outcomes, as well as sufficient high protein. And you don't have to micromanage your... Your, sorry, your carbohydrates and fats, uh, you can have a lot more flexibility there. You can enjoy some relaxed meals as well and not tracking everything as consistently. Uh, but keep in mind that your total body fat percentage should not exceed anything uh, or go out of the healthy range because you will have to bring that back down at some point, uh, which is, you know, quite important. So that's that's for your off-season bodybuilders. Now, if you're a powerlifter, what if you're a, a, a strength and power athlete? If you are seeking competition, um, focus then. The most important thing for me, I know as a power of to myself, when I'm in competition mode, uh, I am having zero alcohol, absolutely none. I recall having a birthday away for a weekend uh, and you know, getting away from everybody basically so I would not have a birthday party that resulted in, you know, consuming alcohol or being around anything like that. So I, you know, recall the last time I was a powerlifter or did a powerlifting competition, I was very, very focused on zero alcohol, sufficient sleep, which is not nutrition, but I need to touch on that, sufficient sleep every day, and then obviously sufficient calories and protein as well. So again, as a powerlifter, I don't feel like you have to have a specific carbohydrate and fat target. You can have minimums that you want to have per day and reach those minimums. Uh, but you know you don't have to. You can have some days where you have higher carbs, less fat, more carbs, some days more fat, less carbs. But as long as you're hitting your protein target, you are eating um, sufficient calories to recover, and you're minimizing alcohol and maximizing hydration you're going to be in a pretty good spot when it comes to nutrition so the reason why I wanted to do this podcast is because I do get a lot of people saying to me hey do I need to track my carbohydrates and my fat and my protein you know and my total calories every day can I just track my protein and my total calories and you know what I went to a seminar in the UK back in 2015 and there was a lot of studies showing shown back then that there was no difference uh, between a high-fat diet or a high-carb diet in regards to body composition, as long as your protein and your total calories were matched, there was no significant difference between the two. Now, some people would argue that more carbohydrates give them better energy, they feel better, they perform better, they sleep better, things like that. Other people might argue that higher fat makes them feel fuller for longer, and they prefer to do that. So it's an individual consideration of preference right there. And I think the studies. Uh, in that regard was mostly, well, what I took from it mostly was the fact that, hey, you don't have to have a low-carb approach for fat loss. You don't have to have, like, you know, a ketogenic approach or anything like that, or you don't have to have as much carbs as possible and drop your fats as low as possible, you know, for performance uh, in in the realm of fat loss and, you know, calorie control. So, it gives you a little bit more uh, flexibility, obviously, and a little bit more, more enjoyment. And I think that Whilst we do focus on protein and total calories as a priority amongst most individuals, uh, you know, based on their typical goals being fat loss and uh, general health improvement, it is still good to have a, a, you know, a healthy minimum in regards to carbohydrates and fats. And it is also good to have a goal each day with these targets. I know some people that I work with, I'll say, hey, just hit your protein and total calories and get in fruits and vegetables per day. And they might be all over the place and not really, have the structure and uh, control of the nutrition to a level that they would like so having some guidance there having some numbers each day but then understanding that hey this is not necessary but it is going to be optimal for some certain reasons or for some individuals at certain times and in in phases you can hit all three macronutrient targets and nail it and then in other phases you can just focus on your protein and total calories right Um, and that's all that really matters so For those people out there who are a little bit confused about that, I thought I would just make this episode, you know, so you have a bit more clarity around this and you can focus on the things that matter the most. And I think as a general statement uh, for anyone looking to achieve any goal, I think health improvement is key. So I think eating towards improved health is key. I think eating foods that make you feel better obviously from a micronutrient perspective, so you get more energy from your food, you feel better from your food, you you've, you know, your skin's better, your overall mood is better. All these things come into play through improved food quality. Having that on, at the top of mind, obviously, sufficient hydration uh, and eating foods that you enjoy would be the most important aspect. So getting in protein, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and hydration, sounds like a lot, but doing those types of things as a general, guide or general goal each day would be key and then tracking these things to ensure that you're reaching certain markers in way of a calorie deficit for fat loss in way of sufficient calories for performance improvement or or weight gain as an off-season bodybuilder these are the things that we really have to focus on so hopefully this podcast was informative today as always i like to try to keep it under 20 minutes which i have nailed which is amazing and if you have any questions you can check out my instagram Um, at denverstain underscore you can email me at physique.formation at gmail.com or you can check out my website www.physiqueformation.com.au and I'll speak to you guys soon.